Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, presented by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology, sponsored in part by Duffy's Sports Grill. Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach. I'm here in the chef's kitchen, uh, Joel Malkin with WJNO, along with uh, David Pantone, Chef David Pantone, Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. How you doing, Chef? Magnificent on this tasty Saturday afternoon in the kitchen with my friends here. It's going to be a great show today. Yes, we have a guest today, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Well, you'll talk about that. I'll, I'll let you uh, do the honors there. But um, uh, for anybody listening for the first time or even the 100th, tell us, what's the show all about? This show is simply about food, right? All kinds of food, cooking, eating, dining, Restaurants, chefs, healthy eating, food in the news, food events, superfoods, tips on food, education, mostly education and fun, right? In my world, food is everything. It's art, it's science, it's culture, it's entertainment, and it is my passion. It is amazing you stay thin. Because I have high energy, I eat the right in my, foods. In my world, food is everything too. But I don't know what where I went wrong. Maybe it's the wrong foods. Well, I, sometimes I'm addicted, and my obsession is like paprika. And you don't gain much weight when you just eat a lot of paprika. Tell us what's on today's menu. Fantastic. We are going to start out with our superfood of the day. We'll spin the big wheel and see what we got. What comes up? Our main course is called fresh Florida produce. You know, this time of year, I hope you know this. Here in South Florida, we are the vegetable capital of the country. The whole world, when they go to the grocery store and they're buying their vegetables, they're buying our vegetables. So great for the economy. We're going to get into that deeper. On that note, we have a special guest, Mr. Scott Seddon. He's my friend from Piro Family Farms, and uh, he's an expert on Florida produce. We've got a question from a listener, a cool one, too. Why does my walnut bread turn purple? I know that answer. How cool is that? We've got some great Florida food events going on, some food in the news from the uh, Fancy Food Show, all kind of great things. And uh, you can always send your food questions and tips to what's cooking at chefpantone.com. And you're going to hear us talk about uh, recipes or different things. And, uh, you know, as time allows, uh, uh, Chef gets into uh, some of the recipes more than others. But uh, you can always find those recipes at chefpantone.com in their entirety. Correct? Absolutely. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, before we do the, 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 the wheel of superfoods, because I do want uh, Scott to go ahead and, and spin it. Why don't, why don't you introduce Scott? Let's, uh, let's, talk, about, uh, let's talk about Scott. It's Paro Family Farms. Uh, where are you guys? We're located in uh, Delray Beach, West Delray Beach, on 441, just a little bit north of Atlantic. A little bit north of Atlantic, yeah. and, and so you are. You know, we we always talk about uh, so much, Chef, the uh, farmers markets, uh, you know, right. the local green markets, and uh, you take part in some of those. Uh, to a certain extent, we're a little larger uh, in our distribution business, business model. We're going. They're to a lot your, larger. Yeah, we're we're going to just about every grocery store east of the Mississippi, into Canada, and throughout the Caribbean. But can somebody come and actually shop at your place? Uh, no, as well? we uh, we don't do that. We have what we do: we cash sales. If you have a, a restaurant or or a business, you can come out and buy a twenty five pound box of peppers or a fifty pound crate. Right, so if but, I want to come and and you know and and, uh, and and buy one cucumber, it's not happening. No, no, we've got you covered. When you go to just about any grocery store, you're looking for safe. Uh, fresh, nutritious produce with all your traceable bells and whistles, all your food safety. Uh, that's that's what we have. Yeah, usually fire. on the show we have craft beer and these tiny micro roasters of coffee, real tiny places like that, because what usually comes with them is integrity mm-hmm. and quality. So I don't know about the other places that are big like you, but Piro Family Farms are all about the quality, all about the integrity at that large level. Really, that's the reason you're here today. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, uh, we started growing produce in 1908 in Brant, New York. Uh, used to do uh, berries and green beans. Came down to West Palm Beach, Florida, Delray Beach in 1980 and bought 50 acres. And uh, today we're farming almost 19,000 acres across the state of Florida. And that's down in Homestead, Miami, where we've got our hot peppers and our okra, all the way up to Fort Pierce where we have our colored bell peppers, Around the Lake Okeechobee area, we do our green beans. They like that mucky soil. And then we have a lot of our peppers on the East Coast. They like the sandy soil. But what's so great about Palm Beach County in specific, we're the closest spot to the Gulf Stream. 
and that warm water provides us this warm land to grow on all winter long. It will freeze in Homestead, Miami, before it freezes in West Palm Beach mm-hmm. and Delray huh. because of Further that west. Gulf Stream. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what's so special about this land. You have the Agriculture Reserve out there that Palm Beach County set aside years ago because they realized how important that was. And there's over a billion dollars of taxable revenue that comes back to the county every year from the produce industry. Yeah, it's like number said, two right behind the tourism. country right now. Yeah, you yeah. guys are feeding the country. Yeah, no, People don't uh, know that. They don't know where things come from. It just comes from the grocery store. It's got to come from somewhere. It yeah. comes from the ground. It comes from people like you and your company tending to it every day. It employs so many people. It's great for the economy. That's where the food comes from. Don't mind eating, you know, uh, foods, uh, produce that come from other countries. We often see that Colombia, Brazil, whatnot. But it is always a good feeling when you're eating something that's homegrown here, and especially in the state. Yeah, when you can't buy local, buy domestic. You know, that's what I always right, say. Right, right, right. All right, so um, we, you're going to spin the wheel of superfoods. But before you do that, let's uh, – you know and I know – uh, I didn't before I met uh, uh, Chef Pantone here, but uh, what superfoods are, but maybe some of our listeners don't. So, so let us in on that. Great. So superfoods are going to find that, that uh, title everywhere nowadays, and it really is a uh, group that whoever has decided, and we use Chef Pantone's list, of foods that are very nutrient-dense. Three things to be on the Chef Pantone list of superfoods. Number one, first and foremost, nutrient-dense. So calorie for calorie, you're going to get the most vitamins, the most fiber, the most minerals, the most uh, phytonutrients and uh, antioxidants, everything that's in there, jam-packed in there. It needs that to make the big list. Secondly and thirdly, it needs to be affordable and available. So you have to be able to buy it at the grocery store. It's nothing crazy coming from a different country that you have to fly around the world to get, and it's affordable. Those are uh, There are other items that we won't talk about that might be more nutrient-dense, might be the miracle berry, but you have to go to the Congo and pick them by hand to get them. So that's just <laughs> not going to work on our show. All right, so we have this uh, big wheel of superfoods that you bring in every week with you here to the kitchen. And uh, we always like, to, when we have a guest in here, Scott, uh, you know, to, to have them do the honors. So do you All mind? Right. No, definitely. Let me, let me get up here and get a hold of this thing. All right. Come, come. There we go. Bell peppers! Wow. <laughs> now, now, is this thing rigged for him? Because he's talking about peppers, and we got bell peppers. What's going on here? He Well, that's pretty cool because he's <laughs> a pepper. I think of all of your areas, pepper's got to be one of the ones that you're yeah, the most Yeah, that's one of our at. expertises, yeah. We're, we're packaging over a million pounds of various peppers in a week. A million pounds a million of pepper pounds, a week. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that? Fresh from our area, Fresh right? from, from our area, yep. Heading out everywhere between here, Canada, throughout the Caribbean. And, uh, you know, bell peppers, they're great. They, they not only... They have the color that makes our dishes look great, but they've got the nutrients. Vitamin C, you get more vitamin C in a half cup of bell pepper than you do orange juice. How cool is that? Who it's knew just, that? Uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal right there. Now, now bell pepper's on the uh, superfood scale. It has a it has a what? Bell pepper is 371. Uh, 371. Right? You're getting good at this, now, Joel. But <laughs> now, oftentimes, you know, we, we have these um, vegetables that are all the way up there, closer to 1,000. What is keeping it from, from being, you know, like higher, like a 500 or something? That's a really good question. So the ones who are way at the top are, are almost always leafy green vegetables, right? They are your kale, your turnip greens, your collard greens, and we don't want to do every show about collard greens. And luckily when we spin the wheel, collard greens doesn't come up every time, even though they are pretty darn amazing. If all we had for superfoods were leafy greens, it would get boring. Thank God we've got these amazing peppers. These peppers come, right? We usually know green. At least I grew up on green peppers. When we had a red pepper, that was pretty fancy. And uh, we've got orange peppers, chocolate brown peppers. I remember a few years ago yeah. you had some chocolate brown peppers. Do they taste like chocolate? Yellow no, peppers. They're, they're more like <laughs> a red exactly. pepper, but, yeah, the, the color throws you yeah. off a little bit. You <laughs> could tell a little kid maybe, or at least I've it was just me. One. I've never seen one. Now, you brought a bag in. Um, of of some and these are these are smaller the mini I guess yeah. they call them mini sweet mini peppers sweet peppers and you've got some uh, yellow orange uh, and and red babies in here and I've seen I haven't actually seen the the, the little ones and I go to Publix but I, I guess I'm not looking in the right area yeah the you're, you're, you're probably at the meat department ah, <laughs> I see that no I see the big ones I see the big okay. ones and why every once in a blue moon I'll pick one up okay. um a chef a few weeks ago made a dish uh, a pot roast dish like my mom makes and mm-hmm. uh, you actually didn't use the peppers in it but she does the green peppers uh, okay. so we use that in there and I've actually uh, heard you know when you're dieting 
uh, a good food, uh, a good snack would be, rather than chips or something like that, to cut up some peppers and eat them raw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you could even put them in the oven and, and cook them. And some ideas. There's very little in peppers that are going to hurt you, right? There's yeah, nothing in peppers yeah, that's going to hurt you. Uh, you know, no fat, low sodium. He just handed me the snack, the pepper yeah. snack. Sweet. That's one of our new things there. Perro Family Farms Mini Sweet Pepper Snacks. So yeah. you're teasing us because we can't go to your farm and and buy these, but uh, hopefully yeah. we'll see these in the stores. Yeah, you'll see them in the stores really soon. Yeah, it's something we're just taking our, our product to the next level. We have the number one brand of mini sweet peppers nationwide. We're packaging almost 800,000 pounds of those alone a week in Delray Beach. Amazing. And, uh, due to consumer demand and trends in the marketplace, everybody wants to eat healthy, healthy snacks. So this is it right here. Cool thing about these is, you know, when you cut up a pepper, it's not a big pain in the neck, but, you know, you have to take the, the seeds out right, and all that and, right. and clean them up. And obviously these are already done for you. So this is just the edible yeah. part. Although I guess you could eat the seeds of the pepper. Yeah, you could. They give you a little nutty flavor. You know, sometimes I do some bruschettas and dishes like that. I leave a few in. It gives you texture and flavor. And, right. Well, with and, these, uh, it's all out and it's all ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. Like so the it's pepper rinds or whatever you would call it. Yeah, that's that's gone. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. So these are bell peppers, and bell peppers are sweet peppers. I mean, there's all kinds of different yeah. chiles and peppers in the world, and uh, this variety is sweet. So yeah. even when they're red, tell us about the difference between the red peppers and the green peppers and the yellows like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, a good question, Dave. You know, every pepper starts out green, and then it ripens to red, yellow, orange. The seed inside dictates that. So Did that's you hear why, that? How cool is that? Yeah, so Did that's why that? when you go to the store and your your green bell pepper is 99 cents, and your red bell pepper is an extra, you know, dollar a pound, $2. That's because the farmer has to go out there 30, 40 more days as it ripens. It has more of a chance for birds to come down and eat it. The yields are going to be less. And uh, and that's why. It takes it about 30 more days to ripen to that full so color. So the green pepper would normally be the least expensive. Yep, yep. And with the least amount of flavor. That's our pepper of yesteryear uh. that mom used to cook with and stuffed bell peppers, you know. But now these, you know, people realize they've got flavor. they got more sugars in them. They've got more right. vitamin C. And, heck, they look a lot better, too, in a recipe. So now, so, <laughs> so then by having more sugars in them, so you what you're, are you saying that the red pepper would have actually a higher sugar content? Oh, yeah. yep. And therefore, you know, a little bit more of a, calor, a caloric content yeah, a than a green pepper. Yeah, a little bit more of a caloric pepper. content, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And, and sweeter. So those little ones that they have in the snack pack, how do you call that? Snack? Yeah, little snack pack. Yeah, it's our right. mini sweet uh, rings If you can get pack. your kids to eat those when they're little before they have the Cheetos and the little bears, candy bars, and cookies and right. stuff, and they right. realize that's a snack. These are sweet. Yeah. Maybe not as sweet as the candy bar, yeah. but they are sweet and full of other good things <laughs> for, for them, too. too. Better yeah. for your teeth, yes, better yeah. for your health, and uh, better habits. They'll pick up the habits. Yeah. What we feed our kids is what they eat as adults, too. So Yeah, they right. pick Snack this up early, and they pass it along to their kids, and then next thing you know, we'll be a healthier nation. Bell Peppers, Superfood of the Week. All right, we have uh, Scott Seddon with us uh, from Perro Family Farms in West Delray Beach talking about bell peppers, and uh, we're going to continue with that coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Check out the all-new Duffy Sports Grill on Village Boulevard. Completely renovated with upgraded seating inside and out. And now over 90 huge True HD TVs to catch all the sports action. Check out Duffy's weekday lunch double play and enjoy a fast and tasty lunch starting at just $5.99. You pick two from a variety of savory soups, freshly prepared salads, or signature half sandwiches, all starting at just $5.99. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to check out the weekday lunch double play. Duffy'sMVP.com for a location near you. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach on News Radio 1290 WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin, and I am here with Chef David Pantone, Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm, right off of uh, 45th Street, uh, just on the west side of I-95. Scott Seddon is here. I love it when you bring a guest in here from uh, Perro Family Farms in West Del Rey. And we've been talking about uh, bell peppers, um, which uh, happened to be our superfood. Superfood of the week, bell peppers, exactly. Uh, not just a green, but you have the red, uh, the uh, the orange, the yellow, and uh, you told us there's a, there's a chocolate variety. Now, earlier you were not chocolate-flavored, but chocolate-brown-colored. Um, earlier you were talking about uh, you, you, the different colors, and you didn't actually mention that one specific when you were talking about the color of the seed. So how do you get a chocolate? Is it... Does the seed turn brown? It's a hybrid. You know, that's a good question. You hear a lot of stuff in the news nowadays with genetically modified seeds, GMOs and such. And a lot of the way that that the pepper growers do it and the way we do it, we use hybrids where you take two plants, you graft them together, you take that seed and you plant it. It might take 30, 40, 50 generations to achieve what you're looking for. The color of the pepper, the leaf structure, the root structure. And uh, that's that's how you do it all natural. Okay. All right. Um, And that's how it's been done for thousands of years. Yeah. Yep. A genetically engineered 
uh, modified. That's brand spanking new. Yeah, exactly. And bad. Yep. So you're at the grocery store, and, and uh, uh, Perro Family Farms provides to, uh, what, Publix and a lot of the other stores around yeah, all town? Yeah, all your local stores, basically. Okay. Yep. And um, so you're out there, and you, you, you want to buy a pepper. Uh, first things first. Um, we'll talk about color in a second, like maybe what kind of colors might go with different dishes if there's a difference, and you could talk about that. But uh, ripeness, um, you know, how how do you know uh, if the pepper you're picking up that you're going to purchase is uh, going to last you? Let's say you're not cooking until Tuesday and it's Friday. Right. Uh, should we got, buy a pepper yet? Yep. The best thing to do, you look for a, a, a firm pepper, one with a heavy specific gravity, one that uh, has solid color. You want to look at the skin real thoroughly, make sure there's no cuts, no blemishes. Yeah, you see the little uh, like brown spots yeah, on any, them sometimes. Yeah, any little brown that, spots just, are going to be big brown spots in a day. Really? So, or is yeah, that, is that from the pepper going bad? Or is I, sometimes I wonder if that's just from you know the folks that are handling them. It could be. It could be a little bit of both. It could be it's in too cold of an environment. It could have broke the cool chain and come out, condensated a little bit. Sure. You know, it's and real even important. if they bruised it, like you're talking about, that is now a bruise. That's going to yeah. be a bad spot tomorrow. Yep, exactly. Definitely. But uh, you know, that's that's the best thing. The Doesn't best mean it's sour. Doesn't mean it's unhealthy. Any of those things. But we like perfection in so our. So if food, you're gonna right? if you're going to cook it like within the next couple of hours, if you're at, at the store at four and you're making dinner at six, you, yeah, you that's might be okay. okay if, I'm just if you don't have that much of a selection left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Sometimes that, you go in the store and they're a little bit light on what's available. Yep. And another thing, you know, peppers, they freeze pretty darn good. You could take and uh, clean them up, slice them into julienne strips, put them in a freezer bag. They're not going to have that crisp texture that you're used to, but you can saute with them, use them in soups, you know, stews, that type all of stuff. All the flavor, all the nutrients. Roast. We would use yeah, yeah. it in your mom's uh, pot now, roast. Now, you wouldn't want to freeze them as a whole? You don't want to No, I mean, you can do that. It's kind of lazy, but I'd, I'd recommend that. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're good to throw at somebody when they're frozen. Oh, but, yeah, slice them into little julienne rings, and, and then they're easier to work with later. You can just throw them right into your dish. Yep. Kind of like the little tiny rings. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to tasting these. I don't want to be the the fat guy that gets, starts eating first, but uh, the little sweet, mini sweet snacks, sweet pepper snacks from Perro Family Farms. And, you know, Chef, you mentioned something earlier saying get the kids started on that. I have my two-year-old, and uh, we're going to be, you know, hanging out here after the show at the house, and I might just go ahead and pick up one of these or, there you go. or bring back what I don't eat today and, uh, you know, see if she'll eat them. I, I have a feeling that it's going to be... They're sweet and colorful. Be like, they, they look young? like Skittles. Yeah, say like they're sk- Just say they're Skittles. Yep. All right, I hate to lie to the kid, but these Nature's are the candy. new... My daughter is very smart. <laughs> She's going to know... The new the Skittles. They're colorful like Skittles. <laughs> That's what that. I mean. Um, and talking about colors. Um, all right, so we know that some are sweeter than others, and I'm guessing the darker the color, the sweeter it is. Yeah, we've uh, we've done analysis on all of them. Um, you know, it's a personal preference, really, as far as flavor. They all basically have the same sugar profile, same nutrients after they're fully ripened with full color. Um, you know, the orange has a few more antioxidants than the other two colored peppers that we work with a lot. Ding, ding, but, ding, ding, ding. Good buzzword. Yeah, but, uh, you know... It's really a personal preference. Some people think the red just because they associate that with candy. I, I think all three of them are the same. So I, in my neighborhood growing up, the old Italian people, right? You know this. Which pepper did they want? It's got to be like half red and half green. Yeah, yeah, they were go. getting the yeah, best yeah. of like both worlds. Yeah, it was right. like a gold. They'd hold it up. Look what I got. Yeah. That's, that's the suntan pepper. The, the suntan. Industry, that's what we call it. And that usually that's the bottom of the barrel. That's at the end of the season when you're picking the crop a little late, but you don't have time for it to ripen oh, all the yeah. way. So you get the suntan. But as a My chef, I love was, that. <laughs> yeah, we love that. Yeah, yeah, I get little, the cheaper price, and I get the, color and flavor. And uh, We say know. the green. You said something a little bit like the old-fashioned green. But it has its own amazing flavor, mm-hmm. totally different, a little bitter if you're looking for the bitter yep. flavor, and yep. it has a whole different depth to it. Oh, yeah. If you made some foods with the uh, green peppers usually and you made it with the red, it's going to taste completely different. Yep. Maybe Great. you'll like it better, maybe not, but it's going to be different. Um, now, the healthiest way of cooking bell peppers, let's talk about that. Yeah, I would say the number one healthiest way is to eat them raw. Just like that, yeah. right out of the field. Last time I was at your field, that's the coolest thing to me. Pick yeah. a pepper off the plant, take a bite out of it. Like an apple, huh? Just like yeah. an apple. Yeah. That's the best way. So after that, it's cook it as little as possible. We, I have a term, a healthy saute. Yeah, just and a that's quick saute, saute. Quick saute, even a healthier one with no fats. I saw, and, and Chef Demo, we would call it sweating. Mm-hmm. But healthy saute, a little bit of water, high heat, turn it around a little bit, shake it up, that's it. So why? Is it the more that you cook it, the less good it is for you? Uh, some of the... the um, I'm asking this for a... a that's good. Um, well, sure. it's, it, it, I actually have selfish reasons for asking this. When I go to a, a certain restaurant and I'll get, uh, say, fajitas, um, they do the peppers and onions. I can't eat an onion 
uh, without it being cooked well done because I don't like to bite into the onion and that, that crisp onion taste. I just don't like it. Okay. You know I'm very picky. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. Um, same thing with the peppers. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, you know, well done. And so, or am I doing myself a disservice? Yeah, maybe a tiny bit. Not that fajitas are great for you anyway, but <laughs> but they're cooking them longer. Hey, if the fajitas are, say, a chicken fajitas with fresh chicken with no steroids in it, no antibiotics, uh-huh. and your vegetables are natural too, there's nothing wrong there. I'm not preaching well, that you got to be vegan. Well, they are and I'm sure they're using oil and stuff. And that's okay if, as long as it's not all processed ingredients, mm-hmm. right? God made all of those ingredients. That's all good. If it's made in some factory, it's not so good for you. So generally, the less you cook, the better. Some of your vitamins and nutrients are water-soluble. Some are, are, are fat-soluble, and that means they'll be leached out the more you boil them, the more you cook them. Mm-hmm. I might be the only crazy guy in the room, maybe Scott too, who will drink the water that comes after you cook your green beans, after you cook your peppers. Yeah, I, I use that as my own natural vegetable stock. That's I called vegetable that stock. If you want to be yeah. fancy, it's yeah. vegetable <laughs> stock. When I was a dishwasher, I was drinking it because it tastes pretty interesting. This okay. is water that tastes like green beans. Hey, so I was on to something. I won't judge you. That's at least, okay. At least not on this. Judge <laughs> me as being a crazy and passionate about food. I'll take it. All right, Scott, I'm going to uh, give you uh, – Chef has some uh, recipes that include bell peppers here. And, uh, and, and again, and you can shoot me down and say it doesn't matter if you want. But um, I'm going to give you each of these, and you tell me which color might work best. Can oh, we do that? I like that. Well, fun okay. game. And I'm going to – hopefully I pronounce some of these right. Uh, Italian frittata. I would do a red bell pepper with that one for breakfast. Wake you up, make your eyes uh, feel good. What is that? Is that like a is that like a breakfast burrito kind of thing or something? <laughs> I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I'll be just to give you a hint. The word drive through won't be involved in any of this. <laughs> it's like Italian scrambled. Well, you like fries with that? <laughs> Italian scrambled eggs. Sometimes okay. you don't scramble them so much. So you take like the eggs and then you mix some red red pepper, break you know, cut yeah, them up. Nice that was around a, the top of it. That was a good, uh, good that answer. Good, like answer. A good idea. Might have to try that. Right. I'm going to steal this red pepper here. Um, minute black bean salad. Uh, I'd have to have some green in that one and yellow. I think green and yellow. Yep. Yep. All right. I'd take a little bitter and then a little sweet. Then the two colors with nice, nice little playing uh, off the black beans. Yeah. Was oh, the bell too low? We've got a. <laughs> Cajun kidney bean chili. I'm going to guess you want a more sweet pepper uh, in that one because it is uh, you're, you're going to have Cajun, which means yeah. it's going to be spicy. So you want the sweet to take away from if that. If I'm allowed, I would use the mini sweet peppers in that one. That would give me the most sweetness. Why wouldn't you be allowed? Uh, I'm not you sure. You grow Who, the who's stuff. making up the rules here? I, uh, <laughs> I look on the manual on the website, page 17. Yes, you may use the mini sweet peppers <laughs> right. for that. All right. That's um, five points. And the five points goes to Joel, answer. actually, because <laughs> he knew that he wanted to match the sweetness with the, uh, with the Cajun. He saw Cajun. You thought, thought spicy, right? Yeah, well, I've been that's... hanging around you. I, I'm glad somebody's getting used to this little bell that's sitting here. Um, I've away. always wondered why it's here. i a guy who loves a bell. Seafood gazpacho. Oh, wow. Something I yeah. would never eat. Yeah. Really. I'm this gonna, is worth extra five extra bonus points if you get this one right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a, uh, a red bell pepper in that one, too. I hate to say it, but I, I wouldn't want a green bell pepper in that one. I'd rather Definitely have sweet. Definitely no green. Um, can you give me a little yellow in there, too? I can get you yellow okay. and orange. You know, I can you get, get full you credit. Orange. A zesty Mexican soup. Zesty Mexican He's soup. He's trying to get away from all always red. <laughs> yeah, you got like, a lot of spicy man. dishes on here. I think that's probably a uh, spicy guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with orange. We're gonna mix it up and go. I with love it. I'm gonna give right. you yep. one. Throw some extra antioxidants in there. How about a chili, a black bean chili? Black bean chili. I I hate to go back to the red again, but I'm I'm gonna have to go red just to play off the color, the sweetness, and I know there's gonna be a little bit of spice in that chili. Yeah. All and right. So, uh, so it's gonna be the same for the black bean. And we're gonna burrito. throw some green in there too. Uh, braised kidney beans and sweet potato. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Braised kidney I don't think we're talking red here. Potato. No, nah, we've we've got to have a little we bit of green match, in there. Now we can match the potato. Yeah, we we can match the green. potato with the orange pepper. No, that's too much orange. I'm, oh. I'm going to go green and yellow. Green and yellow. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we just have a couple Mediterranean lentil salad, which sounds disgusting. Oh, oh you crazy! <laughs> sorry. Let me just say, when I make it, it's amazing. When you make it, eh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't make it. <laughs> I'm thinking you got to have green pepper in there too. You're a hundred percent. You're doing great. And we're gonna throw one little bit of color in there just yeah. to keep your eyes happy. Okay. Yeah. And Eye candy. Yep. A Moroccan eggplant with garbanzo beans. Which color are we looking for? I'm gonna go red and green. Christmas. Christmas colors. 
All right. <laughs> that was perfect. Did he pass? <laughs> A plus. All right. All right. I went peppers. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you talk about some of the uh, some of the uh, recipes that you have? And, and and once again, you can always go to chefpantone dot com and uh, check out some of these uh, recipes. Uh, we can give you. Uh, there's one for the seafood gazpacho on there, right? The seafood gazpacho traditionally it's a vegetable style soup, vegetables um, in old Spain thickened with bread, right? Old stale bread crumbled up and thickened with it. I kind of turned it around a little bit, made fresh scallops inside and shrimp inside. Uh, a tomato base and peppers in there. And then I was on the uh, Mediterranean kick, and I have a codfish in there, Mediterranean cod, and that's with a broth of vegetables and some of those vegetables. Uh, it's sweetened with a little bit of honey. It's got some onions, some red bell peppers, vegetable stock or chicken stock if you like, some fresh basil from the garden and parsley. Man, it makes me hungry just thinking about it. Sounds good. Scott prepared something too, didn't you? Yeah, I've got a couple of dishes here today. I made a... Uh uh, roasted mini sweet pepper bruschetta. Uh, we got some yeah. little crustades to put that on. I, I roast the peppers up. Crustad. He was like the leader of Russia. What was his name? <laughs> something. Crust something. Yeah. I used to call him crusted. <laughs> crusted. He, he, he never corrected me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I chop them up and I add a little bit of fresh garlic. Actually, a lot of garlic. Uh, parsley, fresh basil, black olives, balsamic vinegar, olive oil, and salt and pepper. And what color pepper for that? Oh, we got to we got to go with the mini sweets there. <laughs> yeah, red, we uh, red, yellow, and orange. And then I also did a uh, three bean salad using our our yellow beans, our organic green beans, and uh, some kidney beans. You're out of control. Threw a little bit of uh, Dijon uh, whole ground mustard in there, some fresh oregano, some uh, some really uh, thinly sliced red onion, a little bit of olive oil. So uh, I think that'll be pretty nice. You know, couple a couple of cool salads on this uh, nice warm uh, warm. Saturday afternoon. Right, so you got some tartness from the onions in there. You have some sweetness from the peppers. Balances back and forth. Yep, yep. And there again, you know, I'm not adding bacon and cheese and cream to it. We're trying to start healthy and, and finish healthy, you know. That's the thing. So let me. Uh, if you can make it amazing, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter if it has cheese whiz on it and bacon on top of it. Those are already amazing, too. <laughs> True. If you're making stuff and you're just saying, I'm making it because it's healthy, it doesn't taste so good, but it is healthy. No, then you're just not good at it yet. You yep. need to You need to uh, yep. listen to the radio show Step a little bit up, more. Yeah. Maybe, Step it up. Maybe you need to go to uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute and learn how to cook. Yeah, because the ingredients, they are in charge, right? And it's our job as chefs to bring out the best of the ingredient. Not to change them. It's to bring, bring out the best that God put in those ingredients and the farmers uh, labored so intensely to, to put into those ingredients and then we, we make it do uh, we make them sing yep. alright uh, again we're talking about a couple of recipes you can find those uh, at chefpantone.com if you have a question for chef you can uh, email what's cooking at chefpantone.com we're going to continue with the show what's cooking Palm Beach with uh, Scott Seddon from Perro Family Farms in West Del Rey um, we're going to take an email uh, from a listener, uh, and we're going to do all that. And, and I think we're probably going to eat, too. Let's we're, eat. Yeah, we're going to do all that coming up right after this. If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on News Radio 1290 WJNO. Joel Malkin with Chef David Pantone, the Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, we have Scott Seddon here from Perro Family Farms in Delray. And uh, all right, so the noise that you hear in the background is everybody eating. Um, Try not to crunch in the microphone. <laughs> I'm opening up this pack of uh, Perro Family Farms mini sweet pepper snacks. And I'm willing to bet I will notice the next time I'm at the grocery store. Uh, I am taking out a yellow. Uh, a yellow pepper. Can you do it with your golf voice like you're commentating a golf? He's taking out the... I'm, for the Honda Classic. For the Honda Classic. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking out the yellow pepper, and I'm taking a bite. Please, this is sweet. Room. I'm giving you a golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> Joel has eaten a vegetable. Um, what else do you have now? You have these... Uh, Little pieces of toast, I guess. Or what, what would you yeah. call them? A crustade is what we like to call them to make them fancy, and, and we're able to charge more money when we make <laughs> them sound fancy. But uh, it's a crustade with a uh, with a little bit of our, our bruschetta on top, and you can see I've just uh, roasted the uh, the peppers, chopped them up, added some fresh basil, garlic, parsley, balsamic vinegar, a little olive oil. It's amazing. It's so fresh and cool. And uh, flavorful. You have sweet from the pepper. You have the sweet from the balsamic and the sour from the balsamic, the olive oil. And then you've got the uh, the bean salad. What is it, three bean salad? Yeah, i got a three bean salad here with our uh, 
our green beans, organic green beans, straight from uh, you know Clewiston area. We've got some uh, a light uh, stone ground mustard vinaigrette on there. A little bit of a kidney bean, some thinly sliced onions, a couple mini sweets for some some antioxidants and some color. And There's uh, a party on my palate. Yeah, this is just so great, and the texture from the green beans, yeah. a nice little crunch in there. That's two things I like to do. I love to cook with texture, and I love to pull your tongue in different directions. If you're going hot, <laughs> you're going to go sweet. If you're you know, you're you're salty, you're going to layers come back of a little, flavor. Yeah. And then I like to finish pleasant. I don't want to finish with a red onion. You know, I want to finish. Oh, you're with talking something. like a chef now. <laughs> oh, sorry, gonna, sorry. No, that's great. It <laughs> makes me happy. We're going to uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, more about fresh Florida produce and all that, and uh, your experience and what what you purchase at the store and how it gets there and all that. But first, uh, the chef, why don't we go uh, take this email from uh, Michelle in Lake Worth? She asks. Why does my walnut bread turn purple? Sounds like a personal issue. I First, I want to find out why is that a problem, Michelle? Purple walnut bread sounds interesting. You charge yeah. extra, like I think Scott said. Might be it's going bad or something, perhaps. Could be, that, and then it's worth worrying about. But Michelle, worry no further. We studied this at the Lincoln Culinary Institute because that's what we like to do: see something that's odd and figure out why. Right. So here's the real reason. Ready, Michelle? Nothing to worry about. Uh, naturally occurring iron, right, the mineral iron that our bodies really need, occurs in flour, right, grows from the earth. It's probably sucked out through the soil, grows in the flour, gets processed. When the iron reacts with the gallic acid, that's a natural acid that's found in the walnut skins, you know, the little tiny brown walnut skins that are inside of there, iron plus acid plus a little bit of time and moisture equals purple. So, uh, nothing to worry about. So it's almost like oxidizing in there. Hmm, it's like rusty. But it's a natural thing. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, the more skins that your that your walnuts have, and you, you can't control that very much, and the more iron that your bread has, and you can't control that very much either, all you can control is the time. So don't let the batter sit out at room temperature very long. Mix it. Chop your nuts. Mix the batter. Bake your bread. It stops turning purple when it uh, hits the baking temperature about 180 degrees. So nothing to worry about. Just uh, don't take too long when you make your bread. Right? All right. You want to uh, email a question? What's cooking at chefpantone.com? And once again, chefpantone.com for anything you need to know um, regarding anything you hear on this show, whether they be recipes um, or even uh, if you want to find out more about Lincoln Culinary Institute here in West Palm Beach, you can do that. Um, right now, we want to find out more about uh, fresh Florida produce with Scott Seddon from Apparel Family Farms right here in Palm Beach County. You're in, uh, what, western uh, Delray Beach, 441? Yep. yep, 441 area. That's where our acreage starts. That's our corporate headquarters out there. And uh, if you missed us at the beginning of the show, um, this is uh, he doesn't operate a farm where you could just come and just you know buy a couple of peppers whatnot. If you have a restaurant, you know I guess they make arrangements. They can come and buy a box of, of peppers or something. Right, yeah. um, otherwise, you guys uh, do provide to all the local grocery stores and whatnot. Yep, exactly. And Scott is the brand manager. Yep. And he's wearing a chef jacket just like me. That's so cool. We have two chef jackets. I'm going to have to get you a chef jacket there, Joel. <laughs> Maybe. I'm uh, not sure if I can pull it so off. So he's like the you guys. chef of the company. Yeah, I do a lot of the new product development. What we try to do is utilize the whole crop because not everything fits in these bags that you see at the Publix or at the local supermarket. And to be a successful farm, you've got to utilize everything. You know, we're even using the green bean tips that we cut off the green beans. Those are going to an earthworm farmer out west who's cultivating good soil and then selling that back to farmers. So that's the key. You've got to use every single thing totally you Totally sustainable, yep. sustainable and holistic, every piece yep. of it. Love it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a fun side of cooking for me. It's not in the resort till 2 a.m. anymore, but I'm working with the fresh-cut operators, figuring out how big to slice things, working with the food science people to figure out how we can get a good shelf life all naturally. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a whole other side of culinary that – that I hadn't even had my eyes open to for the last 10 years. Now, somebody goes to the grocery store. They, they you know, get a bag. Of, let's look at these right here. Perro Family Farms Mini Sweet Peppers. And great for snacks, salads, and grilling. Good source of vitamin C. And when you look at the back, you can see it's it's all natural. Um, I don't even, I, wow, my eyes are, I'm getting old. There's not even an ingredients thing because what are the ingredients? Yeah, peppers. They're, they're peppers. Yeah. But you look at the caloric uh, intake, uh, about three peppers, three mini peppers is a serving. 25 calories and obviously, you know, no fat in there. And and they're gluten-free, Chef. Oh, very good. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not on the – that's not on the bag now with <laughs> right. the trend. But yep. um, uh, now, first of all, you see this sustainable farming. What does that mean? 
Basically, it means being able to use your resources again and again, year after year. You know, we started in 1908, and uh, we actually farm on the same land that we started on in 1908 every summer. You know, we uh, we leave Florida at the end of April. It gets too hot, too much rain, just like a lot of our uh, our northern visitors. We go north just <laughs> like they do. And that's also part of being sustainable is staying ahead of the climate. This is limiting your crop protection and, and problems in the field. So we go to Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Michigan, and New York, and then as it freezes, we come back south. Uh, that's that's part of staying ahead of the climate, offering a year-round supply. And if you stay in the same place all the time, you're going to have issues. You know, right. the, the Beatles have a song called "Follow the Sun." And that's what the farmers have to do. You can't grow all year round in the same place. You have to go. You, uh, the sun dictates where you go, yep, right? Exactly. In the climate, that's exactly. cool. So somebody goes to the store. They pick up this big bag of of, of uh, peppers, and and I guess we don't really give much thought about it. We, we as shoppers, we just pick it up and put it in the in the in the cart. But uh, you know what what goes into this? How does this? Well, work? you know, basically from seed to harvest, you're looking at 120 days. Uh, you're looking at thousands of hands from planting it by hand, picking it by hand transportation, fuel costs to get the product to the facility. We bring everything into our facility and clean it, wash it once. We always recommend a second wash at home with our bulk products. But uh, from there, you've got the grading, you've got the traceability that we put on every package, and what that enables, if there ever is a problem, you're able to follow it back to the field that it was picked in and trace it forward to what distribution channel it was. Those went little through. stickers that are on yeah, your peppers? Those, those little stickers that we hate that end up in our salsa <laughs> and uh, our gazpacho sometimes, <laughs> that's, that's the, the basics of traceability. There's you know. a little barcode on yeah, there. That I thought that was computer. just for for the uh, store to charge you, you know, to know which <laughs> yeah. how, what the price well, that's, is. Uh, yeah, that's that's part of it, but also inside of that code is embedded the country of origin, uh, the manufacturer, and the region that it came from. So you it's know. a pain on apples, man. I, they uh, they get stuck up. to the apples. It's so hard to pull them off. Half the time, I'll just take a bite and just peel them off with my teeth and spit yeah. that part in the garbage. It is edible, according to the FDA. That <laughs> really? Paper. Oh yeah. Not sure if I would eat it, but yeah, you can. Uh, it's edible paper that those are printed on. Huh. Excellent. I didn't know that. There's yeah, there's something. Maybe new. it's rice paper. I'll have to research that. There's something new. So we talk about microclimates. Tell me what is that? What does that mean? Well, it's uh, you know here in Florida, we're just we're finishing up our uh, our southern Florida growing season. We're down here in South Florida for the heart of the winter, just because we have the Gulf Stream right in our backyard, which keeps this land in Palm Beach County so warm. And as the season goes on, it gets too hot. So we move up into the Stewart-Fort Pierce area, up into central Florida, then in north Florida, just to get uh, get ahead of the climate, you know. Down south right now, it's it's almost 85 degrees. You know, up in central Florida, you're still, mornings are in the 60s, humidity's lower, which is much better for growing. And uh, certain crops like different regions, you know. You have some of your bell peppers, they like it to be a little hot, you know, a little hotter, a little warmer. They like the sandy In the coast. daytime, they like a cool night. Yeah, you know, and, and just like an orange crop or citrus, that, that cool temperature sets in a little more flavor, a little more sugar, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It slows things down, but it, it does add to the flavor, you know. Um, you know, it's a it's a year-round thing. You know, we don't stop just when it gets too hot down here. Like I said, we move up the coast, keep all of our food safety standards, a lot of our equipment, you know, 500 John Deere tractors, follow the, the crop up the road and back down the road. It's a lot, a lot of work. Yeah, but it's... For a green know, bean or a pepper. Yeah, a lot of work, a lot of fuel. You know, people got to realize it's uh, it's not the, the most uh, affordable thing, farming nowadays, with fuel costs and fertilizer costs, uh, you know, all the other uh, implications to go with it it's uh, it's not a bad deal when you get to the supermarket and you can pick up a, a vegetable that's that's cleaned that's been washed and it's pretty darn affordable and uh, it's right there for you you don't have to go wait 120 days or have a john deere tractor you just have to uh, you know shop wisely and, and use some of the purchasing tips we talk about is picking your right bell pepper with you know firm firm texture solid color that type of stuff and uh, you know they're coming right out of our backyard right now so it's it's pretty easy we to are do. feeding the country yeah yeah excellent so food for me right you're going to hate this food is supposed to be expensive if it's cheap that means there's some shortcuts taken somewhere it's processed it's the not the highest quality some of the your cheapest foods that we eat, our society eats so much of and gets so much of our calories, they're bad for you, and they're not the high quality. Farm fresh food is supposed to be expensive. That's hard work, lots of hands, lots of people, right. no good shortcuts. for the economy, no yep. shortcuts. That's what you get, quality. Yep. Um, really quick, give me, um, you know, organic, conventional. I mean, when you're talking about, uh, you're talking about produce, this stuff is good for you either way, right? Right. 
So what's the difference? Well, you know, the land is the first thing. Organic land is is uh, hard to come by. They're not making any more of it, <laughs> uh, you know, and that, that has to sit dormant for three to seven years to be certified. Then on top of that, there's certified organic by the USDA, which costs a lot of money to have a third party come in and audit everything from your water to your soil to your transportation to your packaging methods. Um, I always give people a simple analogy. If you take an acre of pepper, organic versus conventional, it's going to cost you twice as much to grow the organic, and you're going to harvest half the amount. On top of that, you're paying all the certifications and bells and whistles to have that USDA logo. So that's the that's the basic difference. It's so, costs. So what's the difference in the pepper? I mean, why? What makes one organic and one not organic? The conventional. Well, the, what the does growing, or doesn't the organic have? conditions. You know how how you're protecting the crop. You know a lot of your organic uh, crop protection are oils and such versus man-made. Pesticides. Uh, pesticides. That's what we're um, really talking about you know, is pesticides. Yep. I don't like to use herbicides. that term. I like oh, to call it word. crop protection. Crop is what protection. Like to do. Um, you know, and a lot of farmers, what we do, we call it integrated pest management. We go out and we walk the fields. We might see two or three acres with a, with a small problem, white fly or mold. Mm. We're going to plow that under, and we're going to deal with the other 10,000 acres that are perfect. There you go. You know, so that's that's also part of being sustainable and, and uh, you know, not, not spinning your wheels when you don't need to. Yeah, and the key is knowing what's on your produce and what's yep. going in your body. Yep. You get to decide. On this show, we always talk. We're not the doctors. You yep. get to decide. Yep. But it is a show about education. Yep. You should know what's on those fruits, vegetables, what's in that beef. Exactly. And you get to decide if you want the hormones yep. and the steroids and the yep. antibiotics. That's your choice. Yep. I always tell people, you know, you look for a reputable company, a branded company that mm-hmm. has been in business for, for many years. Somebody that's dealing with all of the big retailers, you know, in the business, they're not taking shortcuts. So that's how you can feel assured Good. that you're getting a safe product. And at the end of the day, wash it, you know, wash it mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and eat it and, and you're going to be fine. Um, Scott, uh, we're getting ready to go on to local events and, and things like that. We're going to do that. But I, I, since folks are already probably many of us buying your products um, and really didn't pay attention to it, uh, now their eyes are open. How might they be able to get a hold of you? Uh, you can go right to our website, uh, www.perofamilyfarms.com and uh, contact us right through there. I've got about 100 uh, recipes on the website that feature locally grown produce, uh, real simple, simple recipes. You don't need to travel around the world, like Dave said, to get a, a berry from the conga. Everything's <laughs> available right here in the local area, all healthy and simple. So and yeah. that's uh, Pero, P-E-R-O. Just P-E-R-O, familyfarms.com. All right, and uh, you can email you as well? Yeah, yeah. I, you can contact the website through there, and I monitor all okay. that, so we're, all right. we're good. All right, awesome. Uh, Scott said in Peril Family Farms, uh, you're going to hang out with us here. Yeah, I'm going to hang uh, out and eat some bruschetta. Eat some bruschetta here, <laughs> and uh, we're going to come right back and uh, talk about what's going on, uh, where you can eat in the community, and talk about food in the news. That's right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Check out the all-new Duffy Sports Grill on Village Boulevard. Completely renovated with upgraded seating inside and out. And now over 90 huge True HD TVs to catch all the sports action. Check out Duffy's weekday lunch double play and enjoy a fast and tasty lunch starting at just $5.99. You pick two from a variety of savory soups, freshly prepared salads, or signature half sandwiches, all starting at just $5.99. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to check out the weekday lunch double play. Duffy'sMVP.com for a location near you. It's What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. Joel Malkin, uh, Chef David Pantone, Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute, Scott Seddon with Peril Family Farms. Uh, Chef, some uh, events going on this weekend. Actually, right now as we speak, the uh, 8th Annual Pig Out is going on in Deerfield Beach. How cool is that, huh? That's a great title. Love that name. Lots of uh, ribs, lots of pork products, pork products, ribs, brisket. Mm. Oh, and they also, they're not discriminatory. There's chicken in there, too. Lots of fun, fun for the kids. Sounds Go like, have some pork. Sounds like a big deal. A couple of things going on in St. Lucie County. you got the St. Lucie County Fair that just uh, kicked off this weekend. Uh, they just had the Martin County Fair uh, uh, within the last week. But uh, St. Lucie County Fair now going on at the fairgrounds on Midway Road. And then this other one, an Italian uh, event. Sure, the 6th Annual um Festival, Festival Italiano. Thank you. I was trying to say it backwards. Festival Italiano at the uh, Port St. Lucie Civic Center. And Italian you wanna, food, yeah. Italian song, Italian dance. Come and on. We've got kids kids events, uh, kids you know, uh, zone, the food vendors, and Budweiser. Bud, Budweiser, there you go. Um, Budweiser. Uh, now, what, is, it, is it me? Every time, what does it mean that every time I, I hear about an Italian festival, I automatically go to meatball subs? Because you like meatball subs. Yes. I mean, I like a lot of Italian food. 
As I grew up, meatball sub was my go-to. It was a meatball sub. And I grew up Jewish, but, you know, with a bunch of Italians around. So it's, uh, you know. <laughs> That's um, not bad. And, and this uh, coming up uh, tomorrow in Miami. Tell us about that one. Cuban Sandwich Festival and the Miami Smackdown. So a competition of the best Cuban sandwich uh, makers. Maybe there's a name for a Cuban sandwich maker. I don't know what that would be called, but we'll come up with one. But they're going smack down against each other, like a throwdown. And, uh, man, I wish I'm – maybe see if I can get myself there. be a good place to be if you love a Cuban sandwich. I lived and worked in Miami for six years and learned to uh, love a good Cuban sandwich. All right. And, uh, of course, you got all the green markets going on. you got Waterfront Commons uh, there in West Palm on Flagler. Uh, the uh, Lake Worth Farmers Market, so you can go and get some fresh veggies and fruits, and Wellington Green Market going on as well. The food truck invasions that they do uh, the second Friday of each month at Abacoa Town Center in Jupiter. Uh, and tell us about the uh, recreational courses at Lincoln Culinary Institute. So basically every Saturday we have different courses. There's no college credits involved. It's just for fun and for education. And they range from uh, Vietnamese food to basic soups and stocks to um, holiday cookies, all different ones every week. And sometimes we have the same people come every single week. They just love these classes. You come in, you learn about the subject, you cook with our professional chef instructors, you make it all, it's all hands-on, you take it home. It's a beautiful day out. I have mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and families and girls day out. Everybody just wants to come and have fun in the cooking at the school. Pretty and cool. And you can uh, go to chefpantone.com and, and get uh, all kinds of information sure. there. And you can also call 1-800-TOP-CHEF. First ones to use Top Chef, long before the TV show. <laughs> Way longer than that. It's all right. <laughs> uh, and you want to find out some more about Lincoln Culinary? Well, listen to this. Is the kitchen your favorite room in the house? Does a career doing what you love sound appetizing to you? Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology in West Palm Beach, has your recipe for success. In their campus restaurant, you can train to turn your passion for cooking into a delicious new career. Visit lincolnculinary.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. That's lincolnculinary.com. Visit them today. Well, welcome back once again to What's Cooking Palm Beach. Uh, I am Joel Malkin, David Pantone, chef and dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. Scott Seddon, uh, brand manager at Perro Family Farms in West Del Rey. And we're going to wrap up the show with some food in the news, chef. Sure. This one, this story is from the uh, Winter Fancy Food Show. All these vendors get together. They don't sell just peppers like you have there and, and beautiful produce. They are usually more manufactured foods. And a a lot of artisan stuff, too. They get together once a year, and they have a big convention, and they pick their food trends, their top food trends for 2015. Let's go from five to one, though. Oh, you like it that way. Give give me Casey. All right. Uh, Number five. (laughs) You like it? You like it, Scott? Very good. That's good. Number five is from an old band called Vanilla Fudge. No, that's really (laughs) vanilla. Vanilla Bonanza. Everything vanilla. Um, Vanilla soap. Vanilla I mean, and very, very specific vanilla. Some of them are points of origin vanilla. So all vanilla bean that comes from southern tip of Madagascar, all vanilla beans that are coming from Venezuela. We have some vanilla beans growing at the Lincoln Culinary Institute. I've seen that vine. We won't be featured on any of these. It's just for fun for us. So they're not the the greatest. They never turn out to be the most mature. But look for in 2015, vanilla, vanilla, everything. All right, top five food trends. Number four. You say this one. Cruciferous crusade. <laughs> Cruciferous. We, 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 we miss you, Casey. Right, <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, on our big wheel of superfoods, many of those are cruciferous vegetables. They are so high-packed in antioxidants and um, anti-inflammatories. Your broccoli, your um, your cauliflower. And uh, they say in the big ones like the cauliflower, when you cut the stem, there'll be a hollow space on the inside that looks like a crucifix. Legend is that's how it got its name. Okay. You're cruciferous vegetables, and it's pretty awesome to say also. Everybody should say cruciferous. Cruciferous. There you go. All right. Look for it in 2015. Number three. Turmeric. Turmeric is a spice that's ground and – oh, you can buy fresh too. If you buy fresh, it looks like a ginger root but real skinny. Really, really orange in color. Makes everything that you put in. You make tea out of it. You grind it up and put it in something. It turns very, very orange. 
bright orange. It is gigantically packed with antioxidants. You can make a little shot every night of a little bit of hot water like a tea, tiny bit of uh, cinnamon, which is amazing for you too, a little bit of turmeric. You drink that down, you'll live to be 50 at least. No. Turmeric is supposed to be amazing for you. We're making bacon and eggs at 4 in the afternoon with number 2. <laughs> I love it. Breakfast around the clock. Who doesn't like to have breakfast for dinner? That used to be a big deal in my family growing up once a week. It used to, I guess, be when my mom was away and didn't cook. My dad would cook breakfast for dinner. We'd always get it about 2 a.m. Oh, that's a different story. That's a different story, yeah. <laughs> that's breakfast at the end. Reminds me of a lot of things. Uh, breakfast 24-7. All right, and number one. Cheese, uh, cheese, cheese, cheese twists. So you're going to see so many products come out this year that have cheese involved in them. Cheese and bacon are like the two buzzwords in the whole English language right now trending that you're going to see lots and lots of cheese things. Cheese for breakfast, cheese for lunch, cheese for dinner, cheese flavored this, cheese flavored that, and even some old cheese things flavored differently like the Cheetos, right? We've got a new flavor of Cheetos coming out. They yeah, aren't going to be cheese. A sweet yeah. flavor. I'm so not sure if they're keeping cheese. the cheese in there or not, but they're right, sweet Cheetos. They, but that used to be a cheese thing and it's not going to be cheesy anymore. So, Alright. Well, that is going to do it. Uh, thank you for joining us here in uh, What's Cooking Kitchen. And next time, Chef's Daily Special will be... I'm calling this one 27 Restaurants and Growing in the Kitchen with Eric Parker. Eric Parker is the executive chef. He's the corporate chef for all of the Duffy's Sports Grill. And you know this guy pretty well. He's one of my graduates. At so the Lincoln Culinary up. Institute. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, we're going to bring him in here. We love Duffy's, and we do appreciate them helping us out with the show as well. Absolutely, and they have a quality, quality product and uh, great restaurants. All right. Great. I want to thank uh, Scott Seddon for coming in here, talking about quality, Perro Family Farms. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Really glad to be here. All right. Appreciate it is it. What's Cooking Palm Beach, and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Fantastic. Cook well. You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach is presented by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology, and sponsored in part by Duffy's Sports Grill. Visit Duffy's MVP.com for a location near you.